Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for standing by. Welcome to Alibaba Group's June quarter 2022 results conference call. At this time, all participants are on listen-only mode. After management's prepared remarks, there will be a Q&A session. I would now like to turn the call over to Rob Lynn, Head of Investor Relations of Alibaba Group. Please go ahead. Good day, everyone, and welcome to Alibaba Group's June quarter 2022 results conference call. Uh, with us are Daniel Zhang, Chairman and CEO, uh, Joe Tai, Executive Vice Chairman, Toby Xu, Chief, Exec uh, Chief Financial Officer. This call is also being webcasted from our IF section of our corporate website. The replay of the call will be available on our website later today. Now, let me quickly cover the safe harbor. <clears throat> Today's discussion may contain forward-looking statements. Forward-looking statements involve inherent risks and uncertainties that may cause actual results to differ materially from our current expectations. For detailed discussion of the risks and uncertainties, please refer to our latest any report on the Form 20F and other documents filed with the U.S. SEC were announced on the website of the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Any forward-looking statements that we make on this call are based on assumptions as of today, and we do not take, undertake any obligations to update these statements except as required under applicable law. Please note that certain financial measures that we use on this call, such as adjusted EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA margin, adjusted EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA margin, non-GAAP net income, non-GAAP diluted earnings per share, or ADS, and free cash flow are expressed on a non-GAAP basis. Our GAAP results and reconciliations of GAAP to non-GAAP measures can be found on our earnings uh, press release. Unless otherwise stated, growth rate of our all the metrics stated uh, during this call refers to year-over-year -year growth versus same quarter last year. In addition, during the, today's call, management will give their prepared remarks in English. A third-party translator will provide simultaneous Chinese translation on another conference line. Please refer to our press release for details. During the Q&A session, you will take, we will take questions in both English and Chinese, and a third-party translator will provide consecutive translations. All translations are for convenience purpose only. In the case of any discrepancy, management statements in the origin language will prevail. With that, I will now turn the call to Daniel. Thanks, Rob. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining our earnings call today. We have delivered stable results after overcoming challenges in an extraordinary quarter. According to data released by the National Bureau of Statistics, China's GDP grew by 0.4% in the last quarter lowest since the outbreak of the pandemic. Retail sales decreased year over year in April and May due to the resurgence of COVID-19 in Shanghai and other major cities, and has slowly recovered in June. Despite the soft economic conditions, we managed to deliver stable revenues and narrowed losses in our several strategic businesses by improving operating efficiency. In response to these external macro uncertainties, our guiding principles have been, as I wrote in my annual letter to shareholders, be confident, be flexible, and be ourselves. We are confident about the future of the digital economy. We are confident that digitalization as a universal trend across industry 
and the market, and this will constitute an increasing percentage of the total economy. Be flexible means actively adapting to the external challenges and finding our own path through the social economic development cycles. Be ourselves means focusing on our three core strategies, namely consumption, cloud, and globalization, and delivering high-quality growth with ESG as a foundation for reaching our vision of becoming a good company that lasts 102 years. More specifically, we are executing our three core strategies and delivering high-quality growth in the highly uncertain environment today in the following ways. On consumption, we are leveraging our strengths, which is our digital commerce infrastructure built on comprehensive fulfillment capabilities to serve diverse consumer segments and focus on consumption categories with higher certainty of demand. We already achieved the target of 1 billion annual active consumers in China during the last fiscal year. Going forward, we will focus on growing our wallet share in different consumer segments instead of pursuing further absolute increase in our user base in China. On cloud, we will focus on enhancing our competitive advantage, which is our proprietary technologies and serving the sectors and customers that represent the future in social and industrial development. On globalization, we will focus on the markets with favorable economic development prospects in the next five to 10 years, investing in localized capabilities and building infrastructure in logistics and cloud. During the past quarter, Taobao and Timor's GMV experienced a mid-single-digit percentage decline on a year-over-year basis. We saw signs of recovery since June as logistics and the supply chain situation gradually improved after COVID restrictions eased. Over the past few months, daily active users and consumption-related page views of our Taobao app remain relatively stable despite the market volatility. Consumers with the highest spending power demonstrated strong loyalty to our platforms. In the 12 months ended June 30, 2022, more than 123 million annual active consumers each spent over 10,000 RMB on Taobao and Timor, representing a retention rate of approximately 98% compared to the prior 12-month period, which was on par with the data as of the end of March. 8VIP members, our most important premium users, continued to grow at a healthy rate to 25 million by quarter end, with average with annual average spending of over 57,000 RMB per month per member. Starting in July, we are seeing gradual recovery of business performance compared to June, especially in the relatively more impacted category 
in the past few months, such as fashion and electronics. As we continue to grow our location-based digital commerce infrastructure in recent years, our diversified business models are showing complementary benefits. For example, while certain discretionary categories on Taobao Tmall were negatively impacted by the pandemic, our Freshipo and Erlama business captures, captured growth opportunities in food and grocery, fulfilling family needs for daily necessities. In the past quarter, Freshipo's GMV grew over 30% year-over-year, and Erlama's GMV of non-restaurant deliveries increased by over 50% year-over-year. We are aware that the overall growth of Taobao and Timor's GMV was below China's retail sales growth in the past quarter. As we experienced increasing fierce competition among various formats of e-commerce. From Alibaba's perspective, I want to be clear about our competitive strategy. On the consumer side, we will continue to strengthen Taobao app's consumer mindshare as the main shopping destination with diversified experience of digital commerce formats. In a highly uncertain market environment, we will focus on serving the consumer groups with higher spending power while providing a matrix of consumer offerings with diversified value proposition for different user segments, such as Taobao deals, Tao Cai Cai, Idol Fish, and free shippo, etc. On the merchant side, we will continue to enhance our tools and services to strengthen our marketplace position as the main platform for sustainable business operations. In addition, we will also take advantage of our quality of operations in China commerce. Our current scale is much bigger than our peers, and more importantly, our advantage in profitability is even larger. Therefore, we will make the best use of our capital reserves by increasing in building consumer mindshare, user experience, and the core comp capability in key areas such as logistics and after-sales services, and execute on these as our long-term strategy. During the COVID resurgence in major cities such as Shanghai and Beijing in April and May, the digitalized network integrating intercity commerce and fulfillment has become a new infrastructure in modern urban life. During the quarter, Erlama's restaurant delivery volume were negatively impacted by COVID restrictions. However, Erlama's GMV during the quarter was less impacted as order volume for non-restaurant deliveries such as food, grocery, and medicine increases uh, rapidly, which also contributed much higher basket size than restaurant deliveries. As COVID impact eased, Erlama's operation has been recovering and its GMV resumed positive growth year over year in June. At the same time, while Freshipo and Sunart experienced negative impacts in offline sales during the pandemic this quarter. They play an important role 
in providing essential supply support for local communities, leveraging their digital sales and intra-city fulfillment capabilities. The percentage of online sales for Freshipo and Sunar during the quarter reached 68% and 36% respectively. Olamas unit economics turned positive this quarter, mainly due to increased average order value as well as its ongoing focus in optimizing user acquisition spending and reducing delivery costs per order. Looking forward, Olama will continue to focus on its city strategies and strengthen its customer mindset from restaurant delivery to everything delivery while improving its operating efficiency. We are confident about narrow Erlamas operating losses during the fiscal year. AMAP, another important business in our local consumer service segment, continued to grow towards a destination-round service discover and transaction platform. In June, the number of average daily active users of AMAP reached a new high of over 120 million, driven by East COVID impacts and ongoing enrichments of local contents and services on the platform. Our international commerce retail businesses in Southeast Asia and Europe experienced a decline due to change in European Union's VAT rules depreciation of local currencies, Russian-Ukraine conflict, and normalizing offline activities after COVID restrictions lifted in the, in the regions. In spite of these challenges, we still see great opportunities in the international market under the general trend of digitalization. Today, we have already established certain foothold in the international market. On a combined basis, our international commerce retail business has an annualized GNV of over 50 billion US dollars. Going forward, we will continue to focus on growing both the cross-border model and the local commerce model, and building logistics as a core capability. Despite the near-term sales fluctuations, we will continue to focus on building the cross-border logistic network from China to Europe and the local logistic network in Southeast Asia. We believe the establishment of this infrastructure will bring long-term value. Our cloud revenue delivered 10% growth year-over-year during the quarter. The slowdown in revenue growth was a result of multiple factors, including slowing macroeconomic activities declining in revenue from the top internet customer, softening demand from China internet customers, and a delay in parts of our hybrid cloud projects due to the impact of the COVID resilience. Looking forward amidst of uncertainties in economic outlook and the internet industry deceleration, our cloud business will continue to focus on the following areas. Number one, building proprietary technology capabilities in key areas such as computing, big data, and artificial intelligence. 
Number two, capturing the growth opportunity in industrial internet by identifying the sunrise industries and customers. And number three, strengthening our cloud data security capabilities and defending our bottom line. We have been seeing some progresses in these strategies. Contribution of cloud revenue from non-internet industries was 53% in this quarter, up more than five percentage points compared to the same quarter last year. During the same period, more and more enterprise customers are adopting DingTalk to work or study as COVID restrictions increase across the country. DingTalk will continue to strengthen its position as a digital workplace collaboration platform by further improving the capabilities and increasing user penetration of its core office products, such as document collaboration and virtual conferencing. In addition, DingTalk will enhance its low-code application development platform to encourage the development and the usage of more diversified digital business applications on DingTalk. As part of our ESG strategy, we are committed to corporate governance excellence and diversify at the board level, and diversity at the board level. Earlier today, we announced two new independent director's appointments. Ms. Irene Lee and Mr. Albert Eng are both respected business leaders with invaluable global insights as well as China experience. I believe their participation will add great value to our board. In addition, Mr. Dong Jianhua, one of our independent directors, will not seek re-election after his current term expiring in September. I would like to express our most sincere gratitude to Mr. Tong for his invaluable contribution to Alibaba over the years. Finally, I would like to talk about our thoughts on the path forward in the current micro environment. The external uncertainties, including but not limited to international geopolitical dynamics, COVID resurgence, and China's macroeconomic policies and social trends are beyond what we as a company can influence. The only things we can do at this moment is to focus on improving ourselves. For example, as I mentioned earlier, we have made meaningful progress during the quarter in narrowing operating losses for several business units, such as Taobao Dio, Tao Cai Cai, Free Shippo, Erlama, Lazada, and Yuku, through operating efficiency enhancement and cost optimization. We are still in the process of improving the quality of operation across the organization. We are confident this is a result that we can deliver with certainty through our own efforts in a highly uncertain environment. Despite the challenges we are facing, our, over, our overall financial position remains healthy with strong free cash flow and net cash reserves, which is our biggest advantage. During uncertain times, we believe the best investment 
is to invest in ourselves, to build our core capabilities, and to continue self-improvement. We will continue to focus on serving our high-quality customers, building high-quality infrastructure for digital commerce, and driving high-quality technology innovations. We believe this will lay the foundation for our healthy and sustainable development over the long term. Thank you, everyone, for your time. I now will turn the mic over to Toby, who will walk you through the details of our financial statements. Thank you, Daniel. Let me start with financial highlights for the quarter. This quarter, our total revenue was RMB 206 billion, stable year over year. China commerce segment revenue slightly declined by 1% year over year to RMB 142 billion, while cloud segment revenue grew by 10% year over year to RMB 18 billion. Income from operations for the quarter was RMB 24.9 billion, a decrease of 19% year over year primarily due to decreases in adjusted EBITDA. Adjusted EBITDA decreased by RMB 7.3 billion to RMB 34.4 billion. The decrease was primarily due to RMB 7.2 billion decrease in China commerce segment EBITDA, partly offset by loss reduction of RMB 1.7 billion or 36% in local consumer service segment. Now let's look at cost trends for the quarter, excluding SBC as a percentage of revenue. Cost of revenue ratio increased to 62% in June quarter, primarily due to, firstly, higher proportion of our direct sales business, such as Freshipple and Timor Supermarket as well as growth in Alibaba health direct sales businesses that resulted in increased cost of inventory as a percentage of revenue. And secondly, growth of Cainiao businesses, which led to increase in logistic costs as a percentage of revenue, which is partly offset by the reduction in delivery cost per order of Erlama. Product development expenses ratio remained stable at 5% in June quarter compared to the same quarter last year. Sales and marketing expenses ratio decreased to 12% in June quarter, reflecting our efforts in optimizing user acquisition and retention spending across businesses. General and administrative expenses ratio increased slightly to 4% in June quarter. Non-GAAP net income was RMB 30.3 billion, a decline of 13.2 billion year over year, mainly due to decrease in adjusted EBITDA and share of results of equity method investees. GAAP net income was RMB 20.3 billion, a decline of 22.5 billion year over year, mainly due to decline in non-GAAP net income and decrease 
in net gains arising from change in market prices of our equity investments in publicly traded companies. Cash flow and balance sheet. As of June 30, 2022, we continue to maintain a strong net cash position of RMB 340 billion or US dollar 51 billion. Our strong net cash position is supported by robust cash flow generation. In June quarter 2022, net cash from operation and free cash flow were RMB 34 billion and RMB 22 billion, respectively. Majority of the difference is operating capex spending at RMB 11 billion, reflecting our investment in cloud businesses and logistics fulfillment infrastructure. During the quarter, we repurchased approximately 38.6 million of our ADSs for approximately US dollar 3.5 billion under our share repurchase program. Now, let's look at our segment results. Revenue from our China commerce segment in June quarter was RMB 142 billion, a decrease of 1% year over year. Custom management revenue decreased by 10% year over year to RMB 72 billion. Taobao and Timor Physical Goods paid GMV decreased by mid-single digit. CMR growth lacked GMV growth this quarter, mainly due to higher order cancellations as a result of logistics bottleneck from COVID-19 resurgence and restrictions that resulted in supply chain and logistics disruption in April and most of May. In later May, as logistics capacity normalized, we saw recovering GNV driven by a successful June 18th shopping festival that was strongly supported by merchants and loyal consumers. If we further break down custom management revenue growth into advertising and commission revenue, commission revenue recorded mid-teens decline due to higher order cancellations. Total advertising revenue declined slightly faster than that of pay GNV decline. Direct sales and others' revenue grew 8% to RMB 65 billion, primarily driven by strong growth of online purchases of food, grocery, and FMCG goods that benefited Freshipple, Timor Supermarket, and Sunnut. Partly offset by softening offline sales due to COVID-19 impacts. The percentage of online sales of Freshapple and Sunna reached 68% and 36% respectively during the quarter. By leveraging our multiple direct sales businesses in on-demand delivery infrastructure, we believe we are well positioned to better serve consumers' increasing demand for on-demand delivery of food, grocery, and daily necessities in the future. China commerce segment adjusted EBITDA decreased by RMB 7.2 billion to RMB 43.6 billion in the quarter, 
which is mainly due to RMB 8 billion decline in CMR revenue. We are making progress to improve efficiency of loss-making businesses. The combined losses for Taobao deals and Fresh Apple narrowed by RMB 1.5 billion year over year. Taotai losses increased moderately year over year and still delivered a robust GMV growth of more than 200% year over year. Its losses reduced significantly quarter over quarter driven by optimized pricing strategy, better sourcing capability, and lowered operating costs. Our international commerce segment revenue in June quarter was RMB 15.5 billion, an increase of 2% year over year. Revenue from international commerce retail business declined by 3% to RMB 10.5 billion, reflecting declining revenue of AliExpress and Trendio, offset by positive revenue growth of Lazada. Revenue from our Alibaba.com wholesale business grew 12% to RMB 4.9 billion. The increase was primarily due to healthy 16% growth in value of transactions completed on Alibaba.com. That led to an increase in revenue generated by cross-border related value-added services. Lazada delivered healthy positive revenue growth as a result of GMV growth and active increase in monetization initiatives that resulted in a higher monetization rate. Trend revenue slightly declined due to ongoing depreciation of Lira despite robust order growth of 46% year-over-year. AliExpress experienced declining orders due to change in the EU's VAT rules, depreciation of euro against US dollar, as well as ongoing supply chain and logistics disruptions due to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. International commerce segment adjusted EBITDA loss widened by RMB 537 million to RMB 1.6 billion in June quarter. This was primarily due to increased investment in Trendio as they invest and expand into local consumer services and international B2C businesses. Partly offset by reduced losses of Lazada as a result of revenue growth and enhanced operating efficiency. Revenue from local consumer services segment grew 5% to only 10.6 billion, primarily due to more efficient use of subsidies that were contrary revenue of Erlama. Local consumer services adjusted EBITDA loss reduced by RMB 1.7 billion year over year to RMB 3 billion primarily due to narrowed losses of our two home business. Erlama's unit economics per order turned positive for the quarter, driven by increased average order value year over year, as well as its ongoing focus on optimizing user acquisition spending and reducing delivery cost per order. Revenue from Cainiao after inter-segment elimination was RMB 12.1 billion in June quarter, an increase of 5% year over year, primarily contributed 
by increase in revenue from consumer logistics service as a result of service upgrade to enhance consumer experience, partly offset by the decrease in international orders for AliExpress. In June quarter, 70% of China's total revenue was generated from external customers. China adjusted EBITDA losses were RMB 185 million, up by RMB 39 million. The increase was primarily due to our investment in expanding the global smart logistic infrastructure, as well as reduce the profit of AliExpress fulfillment. We will continue our efforts in building comprehensive logistic and fulfillment infrastructure in China and internationally laying the foundation for sustainable long-term growth for our digital commerce businesses. Revenue from our cloud segment of inter-segment elimination was RMB 18 billion in June quarter, an increase of 10% year over year. Year over year revenue growth of our cloud segment reflected recovering growth of overall non-internet industries driven by financial services public services and telecommunication industries, partly offset by decline in revenue from the top internet customer and online education customer, as well as softening demand from other customers in the China's internet industry. For the quarter ended June 30, 2022, contribution of cloud revenue after intersegment elimination from non-internet industries was 53%, up by more than five percentage points compared to the same quarter last year. Adjusted EBITDA of cloud segment, which comprised of Alibaba Cloud and Dingtok, was a profit of RMB 247 million in June quarter, decreased by RMB 93 million year over year. This is primarily due to our investments in technology an increase in co-location and bandwidth costs as a result of increased usage of Dingtox products and services from enterprises, schools, and organizations due to greater hybrid work adoption driven by COVID-19 resurgence since March 2022 in China. Revenue from our digital medium and entertainment segment in June quarter was RMB 7.2 billion, a decrease of 10% year over year, primarily due to decrease in revenues from Alibaba Pictures, Youku, and other entertainment businesses. Adjusted EBITDA was a loss of RMB 630 million, up by 211 million year over year. Youku continued to narrow losses year over year but was offset by increased losses of other entertainment businesses due to COVID impact. Let me wrap up with some final thoughts. Last quarter, we've shared with you some of our key operating principles and financial objectives that include focus on high quality growth, improve operating efficiency and optimize cost structure, and maintain strong cash flow and net cash position. During the quarter, we have made progress 
in executing these objectives. We saw losses narrowed year over year for a number of our ex- uh, businesses. We generated U.S. dollar 3.3 billion in free cash flow, and currently has about U.S. dollar 50.8 billion in net cash position, which gives us the financial flexibility to grow the business and improve returns for shareholders. Even though we are seeing a gradual demand recovery for China consumption businesses in the month of July, we believe there are still a lot of risks and uncertainties from slowing macro activities. Facing these challenges, we will focus on delivering high-quality growth of our three core strategies in this highly uncertain environment, as Daniel mentioned previously. Additionally, we will continue to focus on improving operating efficiency, optimizing costs, and invest in building long-term capabilities for our major businesses. Thank you. Now let's turn to Q&A. Hi, everyone. Uh, for today's call, you are welcome to ask questions in Chinese or English. A third-party translator will provide consecutive interpretation uh, of, for the Q&A session. Um, and our management will address your question in the language you ask. Please note that the translation is for convenience purpose only. In the case of any discrepancy, our management statement in the original language will prevail. If you are unable to hear the Chinese translation, bilingual transcripts of this call will be available on our website within week, one week after the meeting. 提供实时的翻译。我们管理层会按您提提问的语言回答您的问题。翻译目的是方便大家理解，如有任何疑义，请以我们管理层啊原原始语言所做的陈述为准。如您无法听到中文翻译本次电话会议的双语记录，会在会
uh, from June onwards. I'm wondering if you could uh, tell us more about the signs of recovery you're seeing uh, in terms of GMV uh, and CMR, uh, what the outlook looks like for the coming half year and how you see uh, consumption recovering and developing in the medium to long term.我觉得还是首先我们从我们的平台上看到这个四五月份以后六月份开始有恢复随着这个供面的恢复特别是物流网络的正常化这些基础设施的能力已经恢复了那这个我们也看到从消费来讲包括通过六幺八我们也看到我
show that uh, that figure, consumer spending as a percentage of disposable income, in the first half of the year uh, was 64% uh, as compared against uh, 69% in the previous year in 2021. Uh, so that, that proportion uh, has been down in the first half of the year uh, and even more so in uh, urban areas than in rural areas. Uh, and I think that's an entirely normal reaction on behalf of uh, consumers uh, in terms of consumer sentiment in the context uh, of the pandemic. So certainly, although we are seeing uh, signs of steady recovery in consumption, I think it will take uh, more time for that to fully play out and for consumer uh, confidence and sentiment to fully recover. Uh, 这个商家的投入的意愿度啊每个商家都会面临他各自的挑战，所以越是这样，他越希望能够啊，通过呃这个数字化的平台能够获得更好的一个结果。In uh, terms of uh, merchants, uh, certainly what we've seen on our China retail marketplaces is uh, overall uh, strong positive sentiment uh, from merchants to take full advantage uh, of our, our marketplaces and the digital tools available there to drive their, their business growth. Uh, the strong enthusiasm on the part of merchants to uh, drive their sales. Uh, all merchants have their own challenges, uh, especially during this period, and merchants continue to want to uh, take advantage of what we have to offer to overcome challenges and uh, drive their sales. Thank you. Next question. Thank you. Your next question comes from Thomas Chong from Jefferies. Please go ahead. 晚上好,非常感谢关于长介绍我的提问。我的问题是关于在我们从本控制方面的,看到我们的EBA,在China Commerce 还有就是未来几个季度的一个趋势了。如果按照了我们cost 1P的战略可以分享一下我们未来的方向 management for taking my questions uh, I have uh, two questions The first question is about the EBA uh, We are seeing um, the EBA improvement uh, is much better than uh, market expectations Just wonder um, how should we think about the China Commerce EBA as well as overall the EBA in terms of when we should expecting it uh, to turn, uh, uh, reaching the inflection point, uh, positive year-on-year -year growth uh, in coming quarters, 
And uh, on the other hand, um, we're also noticing that uh, the 1P um, business is also doing very well as well. Just want to uh, ask about uh, our thoughts about the strategies ahead, as well as um, the revenue contribution and margin profile uh, in the long run. Thank you.好,谢谢您的问题啊。那第一个问题我来回答一下,就是关于您关于这个成本控制的。那在这个季度里面，大家可以可能也看到了，从这个整个的成本优化当中，我们还是得到了比较好的一个结果。Thank uh, you. I will take the uh, first part of the question relating to our cost control. As you'll recall, during uh, last quarter's earning call, we indicated that we would be prioritizing uh, cost structure optimization and cost control. Uh, on this front, we've uh, implemented uh, a whole range of different strategies across our different businesses, uh, and I think certainly what you're seeing uh, this quarter is that this uh, overall cost control strategy has been paying off with good results. 在未来的这个整个季度里面，我们还是会继续去执行我们的策略，聚焦在整个的优化我们的成本、提高效率等各个方面。所以，我想这个策略的执行还是很关键的一点是落实。所以，我们会坚定的继续去落实这些成本的执
。那我我们也相信，这个我们坚持高质量的一个增长，高投呃高质量的一个高效率的一个增长，最终还是会帮助我们在最终的 EBITDA margin 上，呃呃做呃会有一个这样的一个提升。The other part of your question had to do with our、uh, EBITDA margin,、uh, and certainly, as we continue to optimize our cost structure、uh, and、uh, drive further efficiencies,、uh, the improvements will be reflected in our EBITDA margin.、Uh, and、uh, we, we expect that as we further pursue high-quality、uh, growth and high-efficiency growth, we'll continue to achieve that kind of improvement in our EBITDA margin. 好，第二个问题，呃，请 Daniel。好，这个我在讲第二个问题之前，这个讲完毕之前，还再补充一下这个关于成本优化和 margin 的事情啊。这个我还是想强调一下，就是对阿里来讲，我们呃这个对于成本优化绝对不是一个财务视角的一个工作啊，它是跟我们整个战略选择对环境的判断呃阶段和战略取舍是高度有关系的。Uh, thank you.、Uh, this is Daniel. But before I take the other part of the question about the 1P model, I'd like to add a, a, a few more comments、uh, on that previous piece to do with cost structure optimization and efficiency.、Uh, and what I'd like to highlight is that for Alibaba,、uh, pursuing cost optimization and driving efficiency is not a decision that's primarily driven by、uh, financial. Uh, considerations. Rather, it's very much informed、uh, by our strategic choice and our judgment of the overall macro environment we find ourselves in. 呃，在这个我在上个季度和在这个季度，我在 script 里都讲到了啊。我们这个追求高质量增长是我们一贯的一个经营方针啊。我们在这个经营方针下，我们追求能够服务好高质量的用户啊，能够建立高质量的这个数字商业的基础设施。并且持续进行高质量的技术创新啊，这个是我们能够让我们业务这个成长，并且获得更可持续、更好财务成果的一个基础。所以我们一直是坚持这样做。As I、uh, said in my、uh, prepared remarks, both last quarter and this quarter, it is Alibaba's consistent strategy to pursue high-quality、uh, development. Uh, that means focusing on serving high-quality users.、Uh, it means uh, uh, investing in high-quality technology uh, innovation uh, and providing high-quality digital infrastructure for commerce.、Uh, all of this allows us to support business development and achieve sustainable and、uh, healthy financial results. And we will very much continue to do so. 那在这个新的财年开始以来啊，因为这是第一个季度啊，我在刚才的 script 也讲到了，我们在消费侧啊，根据这个宏观的环境的变化，尤其是我们自身在去年已经完成了十亿年度活跃消费者的这么一个 milestone 呃基础上，我们今后的工作重点啊是这个从绝对的用户数的规模的增加啊，不断的去获得新用户的增加，呃、啊，转移到了能够获得现有用户啊，其实我们十亿消费者。已经覆盖了中国几乎所有的活跃的消费者，啊，能够服务好这些消费者，增服务好他们，做好他们的分层分类的运营，啊，提升每一层用户的他们的这个钱包份额，啊，我想这样的重点的变化，对我们整个的这个呃效率优化啊，刚才大家问到的这个 margin 的提升也好，改善也好，都有很大的帮助。呃、uh, ，going into this new、uh, fiscal year。Uh, 
now in the first quarter. Uh, on the consumer side, uh, you know, and looking at the changes in the macro environment uh, overall, uh, and given that we have already achieved the important milestone of having 1 billion AACs, uh, our future strategy going forward uh, will shift from uh, a focus on new user acquisition, because we already have within that 1 billion AAC user base essentially all of the uh, active consumers in China. So instead, going forward, we'll focus on building our uh, relationship, deepening our relationship with our existing user base, better segmenting uh, that user base, and ensuring that we have compelling uh, propositions for all tiers and cohorts within that user base to continually grow our share of wallet with the uh, existing consumers that we have. Uh, and all of this will, uh, we believe, be conducive to serving uh, higher efficiency and uh, improving margins. 这个刚才这个Thomas也问到了在CallCommerce上面为什么可以有改善 这样的一个空间啊，去进行在此基础上进一步走向啊，这这个走向服务不同层次用户的钱包份额，同时在财务上也会表现出来这个有更好的这个财务的效率。呃，to uh, elaborate further on our uh, consumer segmentation strategy, uh, because uh, Thomas uh, noted. Uh, the improvement that we've made in uh, the performance of core commerce segment. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with the investments that we've made over the, <clears throat> over the past two years to build a differentiated matrix of offerings for these different consumers within our user base, providing <clears throat> differentiated demand uh, to different cohorts of consumers uh, through this matrix. So the investments that we've made over the past couple of years in that matrix are very much uh, starting to pay off and have put us in a very solid position uh, to continue to grow our share of wallet with all of those consumers and, of course, as, as a result, uh, to further improve our, our financial performance figures. 对,这个也高度跟第二个问题有关联,就是对阿里来讲,这个我们在CallCommerce当中,1P还是3P,我们觉得还是用哪个方式消费者更满意? 好,我们就选择哪个方式,这是我们现在的经营思想。And this, of course, is also highly relevant to your other question about the 1P model. Uh, for Alibaba, when it comes to the 1P model and the 3P model, uh, it really comes down to whichever model is best able to satisfy uh, the demands of our consumers. That's what we want to give the consumers. 但是我们也是在这个,尽管我们也在做一部分1P的业务,但是我们 是重新定义了顽皮的业务，我们不希望，呃，因为这个顽皮的业务成为一个，呃，成为一个线上的e-tailer而成为这个供应商就是品牌合作伙伴和消费者之间的强，呃，这个一一堵墙。相反，我们希
消消费者洞察，和同时也因为 One P 也能够提提提高他对货的货品的运营的效率，呃，提升他的供应链的效率和物流服务的体验。Uh, however, in uh, developing our One P strategy, we have very much redefined、uh, what One P is all about and how it works. Because we don't want to become、uh, a traditional e-tailer that、uh, erects a wall between brands on the one hand and consumers on the other.、Uh, very much to the contrary, within our One P model,、uh, we're buying from the brands and selling to consumers,、uh, but we're giving brands visibility and giving them the ability to. Uh, uh, engage uh, with their consumers uh, to achieve insight uh, into uh, what's happening with their consumers,、uh, and also, of course, to drive further efficiency around their supply chains and their logistics operations. 当当然，我们也更不会在顽皮的业务下去做这个打着消费者零售的旗号去做批发业务，只是为了把业业务规模做大。我们更不会做这样的事情。嗯。Uh, and certainly, we will not、uh, take advantage of the、uh, the one P model uh, to uh, uh, engage in a, a price competition. Uh, next question, please. Thank you. The next question comes from Alex Yao from J P Morgan. Please go ahead. 呃，谢谢管理层给我这个机会啊。那个，嗯、呃。首先，呃，我还是几个那个关于降本增效的问题，啊、呃，第一个呢是想再听听 Daniel 聊一下这个降本增效我们背后的底层商业逻辑啊。刚才，呃，您是从整个集团的发展阶段讲这个这个问题的，就是我们已经结束了用户增长期，进入到了这个，啊、呃，其实本质上是用户运营期嘛，分层的去增加各个。消费群体里面，我们在他们上面的钱包份额占比，啊、呃，但如果从业务线的角度来讲，啊、呃，那是不是有一些其他的看法呢？比如说，是不是某些行业的数字化的进展慢于咱们之前的预期，啊、呃，或者说一些方向的这个战略目标有所调整，啊、呃。然后第二个呃，关于降本增效的问题，就是能不能给我们具体分享一下，在这个季度我们落地的呃核心的降本增效的措施啊、呃，以及未来几个季度会接下来怎么做啊、呃？那另外就是，当我们在减少早期项目的投入啊、呃，早期项目我指的是就是现在啊、呃、变现效率还比较差一点，然后集团还处在亏亏损，项目本身还处在亏损的状态的这种项目的时候。啊，咱们管理层是怎么思考短期的财务和长期的这个增长之间的平衡点？谢谢。Uh, thank you. I have、uh, some follow-up questions regarding、uh, the efforts the group is making to、uh, optimize costs and drive efficiencies,、uh, in, in particular regarding the underlying commercial、uh, logic. You talked about. Uh, as a matter of、uh, group strategy, better segmenting consumers and driving growth of wallet share. But are you seeing、uh, the pace of digitalization、uh, playing out more slowly in、uh, some segments、uh, than others?、Uh, and uh, you know, how how are these、uh, efficiency and cost、uh, optimization strategies playing out in the different、uh, segments?、Uh, also, in relation to the、uh, early stage businesses, I'm talking about the newer businesses that are still loss making. Uh, how are you balancing 
you know, the need to control uh, costs and drive efficiencies on the one hand uh, against the need for uh, long-term investment and growth. 好谢谢这是一个很好的问题啊我刚刚已经简单阐述了一下我再补充几句啊就着这个问题就着阿拉斯这个问题那我想整个从战略上来考虑我们已经初步形成了一个消费的矩阵我们的淘宝我们也有这
the 1 billion uh, consumers within our AAC user base and a strong differentiated matrix of, of different apps, and uh, this positions us uh, to uh, further uh, improve that mind share and capture the opportunities. 这个整个刚才说的这一点其实是比较适用于我们叫这个广域网就是一个全国范围的一个平台的这么一个情况当然这个这个季度我们在局域网几个局域网业就是说跟 包括像淘菜菜，包括像河马，包括像饿了么啊，我想啊，这个这样的一个局域，我们把它叫局域网业务啊。局域网业务最核心的就是说，你必须获得在局域网内经所选择经营的局域网内的规模经济效应啊。但
in the context of the current macroeconomic environment, uh, as I mentioned earlier, our initiatives to uh, uh, drive better cost efficiency are, are not driven from a financial perspective. Uh, and in terms of our strategy, we will continue to make investments where investments are, are needed and justified. We'll continue to strengthen the parts of our matrix uh, that need strengthening. We'll continue to invest in building our uh, underlying capabilities and improving uh, our relevant services in order to create long-term value. Okay, next question. Thank you. The next question comes from John Choi from Daiwa. Please go ahead. Um, thank you for taking my question. Um, my question's um, on cloud. Um, you know, I think, um, Daniel, you mentioned on your uh, prepared remarks, um, you know, the reason why growth has slowed down in you know, the 2Q, but as we see, um, you know, uh, economy kind of picking up a bit um, since 2Q, uh, as, as you spoke in on July, um, we, like, how should we think about the cloud revenue growth uh, momentum towards the second half of the year? And on, on top of that, um, you know, I think management did mention previously that the SaaS um, elements like being top uh, potential monetization opportunities, um, you know, where are we right now with um, these initiatives? And are we seeing due to the macro uncertainty, companies kind of pushing back, um, you know, um, these deployments or initiatives? And if so, how would that impact our strategy going forward? Thank you. Hey, John, um, your, your first part of the question was broken up. Can you just quickly summarize what you were asking? Okay, uh, my question was um, basically on the, um, the, the cloud uh, revenue growth um, opportunity um, in the second half. Um, as we, I think Daniel did mention um, the, why the um, QQ uh, was a little bit softer um, than usual. So as we look into the second half, how should we think about the growth opportunities on the cloud business? Uh,这个问题主要是想了解呢,在下半年的时候,云业务的收入增长趋势如何?因为好像Daniel在刚才介绍当中提到本季度,这个云业务增速是去疲软,就叫网言疲软。那么下半年怎么看? Let me answer this question. Uh, I think uh, uh, I think we still need to look at the the, the macro, the, the landscape. I think uh, if you look at the IT uh, expenditure, I mean as a percentage of total GDP, I think China is far below uh, 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 like U.S. and other developers, some developed countries. So I think that's the biggest landscape. And uh, the second biggest thing is I said uh, that actually industrial digitalization is a trend and uh, all the companies, uh, all the sectors, uh, cross industries, cross sectors need to digitalize. So I think that's the second uh, very important thing. So I think uh, in this regard, I think general, uh, if you look at big picture, this is, uh, uh, I think it's not a, uh, it's a, it's not a cyclical opportunity. It's like a structural opportunity. I mean, for the, for the long term. And uh, so, so that's why I think in China, and in the global market, we are actually we position uh, uh, cloud as our one of the core strategies. Uh,好，谢谢。我想呃，这个问题呢，还是要看宏观大局啊来加以理解。呃，那么第一个呃，宏观大局就是我们来看一看这个呃，IT支出占。
全国 GDP 的一个百分比。那么在中国呢，这个呃占比呢是远低于美国等发达国家的这个占比，啊，这是第一。那么第二个的话呢，现在产业的数字化是一个大的趋势，各行各业各类的企业都需要啊进行数字化的转型升级，呃，所以从这样一个呃。宏观大局来分析来出发的话呢，我认为云这个机会它不是一个呃所谓周期性的机会，是结构性的呃这个机会啊、呃。因此的话呢，呃，无论在中国还是在国际市场也好，我们都会把云呃就是呃定做我们其中一个核心的战略。Well, the next point I want to make is that、uh, if we look at the、uh, market opportunities, actually, if you Uh, if we revisit uh, uh, the fast growth of the cloud business in the previous years, I think that one of the very important driver、uh, was the internet companies, because these companies are digital savvy and day one they need a, they have big data and they will make full usage of the big data and they need a computing power. So I think this is also uh, uh, I mean give、uh, our Alibaba Cloud a very huge opportunity to. To, to transform a cloud computing from a technology to a real business, and now we are very happy that we are in the leading position、uh, in in this sector. Well, I think、uh, going forward, especially in China,、uh, with the slowdown、uh, of the internet sector, and uh, uh, many people talk about the the the, the、uh, what's the next generation after this consumer internet. Actually, the consensus is very、uh, it's very straightforward. It's industrial. Digitalization. So I think、uh, then now we are we are coming to an era every company become a internet company. Actually, not internet is a digital company. So I think、uh, that so that's why internally we highlight、uh, the, the the revenue contribution from non-internet companies, and we are happy to see that the percentage point is increased. Like、uh, as as we disclosed this quarter. Uh, we improved like by five percentage point as compared to the same quarter last year. So I think going forward, we will we will try to capture the opportunity in vertical industries, and of, of course, var I mean our continuous investment and、uh, innovation in the proprietary technology. So, what you're talking about is the next point, which is we can look back to the past few years, the growth of the internet sector. 呃，一个一个背景，就是说，呃，有很多的互联网公司，呃，他们本身呢是呃数字化的公司，它有大量的数据，它又需要呃对这些数据进进行大数据的分析，那么为此它需要很多的算力，呃，那么呃这个给了我们机会，可以把阿里的云技术从技术变为一个实实在在的一个业务，那我们非常高兴。就是在这一方面，我们已经是领先的公司。那么，呃，未来的话呢，呃，中国互联网行业放缓的背景下，下一个增长点会是什么？那么，呃，其实很简单，就是整个的产业的数字化。啊、呃，在产业数字化的年代里，每个公司都会变成一个呃数字化的公司。呃，所以我们在阿里的话，我们经常会关注的一个数字，就是我们云业务当中。啊，这个收入当中有多少啊占比是来自非互联网的公司？那我们呃、啊、也很高兴看到这个占比呢是在啊提升的。那么其实我们已经
呃有披露啊，就是呃这个记录是同比增加了五个呃百分点，呃，那么未来的话呢，我们还会继续针对不同的垂直行业啊，推出更多的啊这些呃应用来捕捉呃相关的机会。啊，当然有一点必须要说的，就是整个的云的业务的增长啊，其实离不开整个经济的增长啊。这个经济增长的以后啊，其实作为呃这个经济的微观细胞，每个企业才会在数字化的竞争当中啊，这个更啊这个这个更愿意投入，这个更少的后顾之忧啊，是这样去投入。所以这块跟大环境和大的经济的增长的前景也高度有关系。但是在这个中间，毫无疑问啊，为什么我在 script 里面强调还是要抓住朝阳产业，抓住有未来的产业的机会？因为同样经济增长，一定是有人跑赢大盘，啊，有的行业跑输大盘，所以还是要抓住这个跑赢大盘的产业的机会。呃、uh, ，no， of course， when it comes to uh companies willingness to spend on cloud and invest in in cloud technology， uh。You also need to look at the overall、uh, economic growth picture of the market、uh, as a whole.、Uh, when the economy is、uh, is doing well and companies are, are growing fast, performing well, they'll be, of course, more willing、uh, to invest.、Uh, so there is, of course, a macro impact there as well.、Uh, but this is also why, in my script, I emphasized、uh, why we're looking closely at、uh, Sunrise uh, Industries because uh, within an, any、uh, economic context, there will always be some sectors and some companies that are on the rise. That can outperform、uh, the economy as a whole, and we want to prioritize service to them. Thank you. Next question. Thank you. The next question comes from Yang Bai from CICC. Please go ahead. 哎，管理层好。呃，其实我的问题是这样啊，就是在过去的几年呢，我们都观察到用户的习惯在经历一些变化。啊，也许这是所有短视频之外的互联网公司都能够真切的感受到的。嗯、呃，那就是越来越多的用户跟时间呢，啊，都沉淀在这个短视频上面。所以，呃，我想请问，就是在管理层看来，这种外部的变化对于电商领域的影响，呃，接下来我们的判断，它是仍然是在一个快速上升的时期，还是已经到了一个相对比较成熟的这个阶段？啊，以及说。啊，站在公司的角度，甚至啊跳出公司的这个视角，就是为了更好的应对这种来自用户和商户行为习惯的这个变化。那么阿里会做啊哪些主动的战略调整啊，以及有哪些是啊我们不会去做的？谢谢。Uh, thank you. My question has to do with、uh, changes that we've seen in、uh, user behavior、uh, over the past few years,、uh, with、uh, more and more user time being spent consuming short-form、uh, video.、Uh, I'm wondering if you can talk about、uh, the impact that that's having and can be expected to have on e-commerce going forward. Do you, do you expect to continue to see fast growth there,、uh, or do you think that、uh, it's already、uh, a mature situation that we're seeing? Uh, today uh, and uh, given this trend,、uh, in order to better serve、uh, consumers and merchants, what strategic changes will Alibaba、uh, proactively seek to make, and what kinds of changes will Alibaba not make? 好，我来讲一下这个问题啊。这个首先这里边有一个概念的混淆啊。这个短视频是一种产品的表现方式。
电商是一个产业，啊，电商公司用短视频，今天是现实啊，短视频也已经不是什么新的技术了。Well, I'd I'd like to begin by by clarifying uh this this concept uh to avoid any confusion. Uh, short-form video is a format, uh, a content format that can be used to convey information regarding uh, a product. Whereas e-commerce is an industry, and within the e-commerce industry, the use of short-form video as one of multiple formats is nothing new at this point. This, I add a information. Today, in Ali's, for example, uh, our mobile Taobao platform, uh, we have over half of our products. 这个也许五年前都是用图片文字来表达这个商品，今天超过一半的商品是用短视频来表达的。Uh, in fact,、uh, I can disclose to you that on the、uh, Alibaba's mobile Taobao app today,、uh, more than one half of products、uh, are now being displayed to consumers via the、uh, short-form video modality. So, if five years ago it would have all been images and text, today it's already more than half. Of that content is in video form. 对，其实我想你的问题，呃，我猜你的问题讨论的问题不是短视频和电商之间的问题，是娱乐和电商之间的问题。那这里的问题最终就是我前面讲的，阿里这么多年下来，我们建立的最宝贵的资产是用户的 mindset， 我们他要消费要来我们这里。呃、uh, ，so I. Uh, I believe that your question really isn't about the relationship between short-form video and e-commerce. It's really about the relationship between entertainment、uh, and e-commerce. And you know, as I said earlier, the most valuable asset that Alibaba、uh, owns today, that we've built up over the years, is, is mindshare.、Uh, users come to Alibaba with a consumption mindset. Ah,、uh, 当然，我们也很多时候也会说，啊、uh, ，消费就是娱乐的一部分。啊，但是在这里边，这个阿里就。这专注于做好呃娱乐里边的一种品类，就是消费的这个子品类，啊，我们认为这个品类已经足够大啊，也是足够足够里边有有很多的这个 know how 要学习啊，所以我们一直专注于做好这个品类。那么这个在这个过程当中，我们也不断的去这个学习，去采用各种新的技术啊，这个。这么这个多年下来，我们无论在这个最早的是无线化，到后面的个性化，到直播，到短视频啊，我想无非在如何用好各种的新的产品和技术来满足用户的体验啊。我想今天短视频绝对不是最后一个技术啊，新的技术啊，在不远的将来一定会又改变消费者的这个消费体验，当然也会改变消费者除了消费以外的别的娱乐体验。但是任何一个平台最终都要有一个清晰的用户定位，它首先是服务于用户的什么需求，啊，这个什么是主食，什么是甜点，我想这个是最核心的一个定位问题。No, of course, it has often been said that that shopping is fun. Uh, you know, consumption is a kind of entertainment. Uh, and uh. To that extent, Alibaba is、uh, in the entertainment industry as well, but we're、uh, hyper-focused on one subcategory of entertainment, namely shopping and consumption. It's a very specialized area、uh, that requires a lot of know-how, and that is very much our、uh, focus. Now,、uh, we'll of course going forward continue to、uh, 
learn about and adopt all kinds of new technologies, as we've done over the years, uh, you know, going mobile, introducing uh, uh, customization, personalization, uh, adopting short-form video. Uh, and I'm certain that short-form video is not the last technology that will come along. New technologies will continue to come along the uh, consumer experience, both in the consumption context and in the entertainment context. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's important to, uh, to understand, you know, what is the uh, entree and what is the dessert. Uh, next question. Thank you. Your next question comes from Alicia Yap from Citigroup. Please go ahead. Hello. Um, thank you. Hey,管理层能有一些评论吗？谢谢。Thank you. My question goes to uh, Daniel. I'd like to ask, uh, please, what at this stage is the biggest obstacle or challenge faced by uh, Alibaba? Uh, what is your uh, talent strategy for uh, talent retention? Uh, and also, what potential areas of investment is Alibaba interested in uh, that you're not yet in, but you might get into, for example, uh, new energy? Thank you.呃对首先你你说到的就是阿里这个现在的挑战是什么啊我想我们任何一家企业无论是阿里还是所有的公司企业都是一个社会的一个微观细胞啊阿里过去啊呃这么多年走到今天是因为中国的高速发展因为中国
because of the overall economic growth story, the tremendous successful uh, economic growth story of China that has provided the opportunities that have allowed us to succeed uh, over, over the years. And going forward, we would certainly hope to continue to see uh, China continue to get better, uh, see social development, continue to make progress, uh, because uh, the bigger and better the pond, the bigger and uh, healthier the fish in the pond uh, can become. Uh, and we can uh, further uh, help people uh, realize their aspiration for a, a better life as things get better across the board. So certainly the macro environment is an important underpinning uh, going forward as it has been in the past. Uh, but as a, a micro cell in that uh, social organism, Alibaba uh, continues to practice social responsibility. We seek to create jobs, to empower uh, SMEs, and to uh, better marry technology uh, with commerce for the betterment of society. We've always done that, and we will continue to do so. 我们所有的这个能够如果有所为客户服务的基础啊这个我们的所有的经验技术啊其实都在最宝贵的资产就是我们的人都来源于人啊所以我们对人的这样的一个这个人才的渴望啊对人才的这个投入啊我们是一如既
方面的问题啊。我想这这个新的技术、新的产业机会层出不穷啊。这个作为一个企业，我觉得我们还是要站在阿里的核心战略的视角来看待这些新的技术的出现、新的产业机会的出现。Uh, and then, Alicia, the other part of your question had to do with new、uh, investment opportunities in emerging new growth areas.、Uh, you know, the, the fact is that there will always be、uh, an infinite number of new technologies and new industries、uh, on the rise.、Uh, but for any company,、uh, and for Alibaba, we need to view those opportunities through the lens of our core strategy. Uh, 就是比如说今天你讲到的新能源这样的一些机会啊，这是一个巨大的一个机会，产业机会。那今天对阿里来讲啊，这个我们讨论新能源的机会，我就举这个例子。我们首先会从云计算的角度去考虑这个机会啊，因为这个这个整当这个这样的一个朝阳产业啊，这个成型发展其实是站在一个更高的一个社会起点上。就第一天，它就可以是一个全部生产要素数字化的这样的一个产业啊，这个云计算能够在中间发挥巨大的作用。这呃，这个就是我们看待这些新行业的机会，包括。像我们讨论的自动驾驶啊，包括包括讨论的 Meta 呃那个 Metaverse 啊，这些我们都是围绕着消费啊，呃物流啊，这个比如自动驾驶物流啊，这个 Metaverse 围绕消费的体验啊，这个这个刚才说的新能源啊，包括其他的一些产业机会，围绕云计算的角度，我们去啊寻找这样的机会啊，获得这个跟这个产业共成长的机会，也是因为这个拓宽我们自己的这个这个。这个赛道啊，这个同时在这个过程当中，我们还还有很重要的一点就是走向全球啊。今天这个如果说我们的三大战略啊，我一直说我们是两纵一横啊，两纵就是我们的消费，我们的云计算，我们看很多新的机会，站在这两个视角看，这是垂直看，但是还有一个机会是水平看，就是水平啊能不能走向中国以外的海外市场啊？我觉得这个上面啊有些是可以通过中国经验的积累然后输出。有些是这个海外基于海外市场出现的新的机会，但是我们怎么站在消费，怎么站在云计算的角度，去在海外一个全新的市场去捕捉这样的机会，我想这个也是我们努力的方向。呃、uh, ，new energy uh, is of course a, a huge opportunity, uh, and uh, for Alibaba we uh, seek to leverage that opportunity mainly in the context of our, our cloud business, because as, as I've talked about. Uh, in these sunrise industries, new and emerging in industries, it's possible to leapfrog uh, to a, a higher level uh, faster, uh, jumping past the previous development stages. You can quickly adopt these new technologies and, and fresh approaches. The, the same is also true of uh, autonomous uh, vehicles and、uh, the metaverse as well, linking that to our business consumption and logistics. So the metaverse in relation to、uh, consumption and uh, 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 autonomous vehicles in relation to our logistics, new energy is very much linked to our, our cloud business. So we're finding opportunities to leverage the emergence of these new technologies and these new uh, industries uh, in our existing businesses, viewing it、uh, through those lenses.、Um, Uh, the, the other piece is, of course, globalization. You know, I've often talked about our three core strategies uh, of uh, consumption, uh, 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 cloud. And uh, globalization, uh, two uh, horizontal and, and one vertical. 
So, you know, we're looking at how we can leverage these technologies in terms of uh, commerce, consumption, uh, and cloud, but also looking at whether uh, some kinds of know-how from China can be taken into global markets uh, or whether in global markets there are, there are opportunities that can be pursued there. But those uh, continue to be our three uh, core strategies. Okay. Um, well, thank you, everyone, uh, for joining our uh, conference call today. If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to uh, reach out to the Alibaba IR team. Thank you. Thank you. That does conclude our conference for today. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect.